0: Welcome to the SkillShot Pincast. That opening theme song for now uh, is by Pills. It's called Tilt, and it's off of Hot Pinball Rock Volume 1. I am your host, Graham Clem.
1: And I'm Kayla Greet.
0: And uh, yeah, uh, we are an extension of uh, SkillShot, which is Seattle's pinball zine. Uh, we cover the Seattle metropolitan area. SkillShot Issue 1 debuted in the fall of 2007 And the pinball list uh, covered Capitol Hill. The first issue had a run of about 600. And we just released our 38th issue, eight years later almost, uh, in April of 2015. We had a run of about 2,700 zines. You can find us on skillshot.com. That's skill-shot.com. So uh, today, uh, we have a special guest, Kevin Burrell. Uh, Kevin got into arcade games when he was uh, about six or seven. Uh, DDR was his his main jam, and he... (laughs) rocked that for a long time. Uh, if you are familiar with him online, he does have a good presence there Kevin ddr That's uh, where his online handle comes from. He plays a lot of pinball on location around town, plays lots of tournaments. He has more tournaments under his belt in the last three years than all but two people in the world. And he's also a, a champ on Texas, or Texas, Tetris the Grand Master. Uh, he streams on Twitch. And Kevin, welcome to the show.
2: Great. Uh... Thanks for having me. I'm glad to be here.
0: (laughs) Excellent. So, yeah, you were telling us a little bit more about how you got into pinball. You came from the the music video game world over into pinball.
2: Yeah, pretty much what it was was like I'd been playing DDR and uh, all music games, really, uh, Japanese music games by Konami. And I met a friend of mine, Bobby Conover, through that right before, I want to say, the 2009 or, yeah, it's got to be 2009 or 2010 Northwest Pinball show. Uh, you know talked with him through that and then uh, you know I played music games at Pink Gorilla in the university district Mm. uh, which is a retro game store that had an arcade for a while uh, with games from Bobby he had his medieval madness on location there and uh, you know I when I used to play DDR in the arcade it was just like it was so popular uh, actually back in the day Mm -hmm. that they had this thing at Illusions in Issaquah and a lot of other arcades that used a card system where mm. they'd have a card line. So you'd in the kind of corner of the marquee of the game, you'd put your card up, and there'd be like a stack of cards, like five or six cards high, of people waiting to play the game. Oh, so you'd be waiting for like an hour to play DDR. Oh my gosh! So when I wasn't playing DDR, I'd just play all the other stuff of the arcade, just messing around. I'd put my card in line and go play other stuff, and I was playing pinball. um, quite a bit back then not really i had no idea that pinball was popular at all i mean i guess it really kind of wasn't that was like you know 2003 2004 or something so pinball really wasn't that popular yeah it was about I to guess. rise it from the ashes of, uh but i've been playing just for fun you know just to fill in time while oh. i'm waiting to play and so when i met bobby you know and we talked about playing and you know he saw me playing a bit back then he said well you should really you should really check out the seattle pinball league Uh, You know, you you clearly know how to play pinball and, uh, you know, you probably enjoy it.
1: And back then there weren't any weeklies going on in Seattle either. It was just Seattle Pinball League. It was was just Seattle Pinball League, Mm -hmm.
2: which is kind of, you know, even if Seattle Pinball League is no longer the biggest thing going on in town, although it is pretty darn big. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, You know, I went to that and I've been playing music game tournaments for years and years and all sorts of arcade game stuff. And it was just kind of diminishing in size it was getting smaller and smaller you had to travel kind of across the country if you wanted to play a big tournament mm. or you know go to japan or something and so when i saw that like just in some dude's basement there was 20 pinball machines <laughs> and like 50 people playing yeah. and, it food. Was, yeah. and food and food no and there was like all these people really amped up about pinball mm-hmm. and uh it's like i need to be a part of this yeah. like i i cannot not do this and then, head first huh actually you know <laughs> I read Skill Shot, um yes. back then. I guess <laughs> yeah, because it was pretty early on. I was playing a lot at uh, Snooze Junction, so I got into oh, pinball. Wow. R.I.P. <laughs> Snooze yeah. Junction. I, I went to Snooze Junction a lot in Ballard because uh, I just World Cup moved. Soccer. Yeah, oh, man. I just moved to the University District. Um, mm-hmm. You know, when I went to school at UW, uh, just started there, and then I was going out like almost every night to play pinball, mm-hmm. and I was like addicted. I played Monster Bash and World Cup. Yeah. Um, so much i mean i was seriously playing like two hours or more of no Monster one Bash else was playing I...
1: those games i can guarantee no, no it was, <laughs> you
2: know every <laughs> once in a while
0: well, it was years later but every once in a while i was i was there i lived in ballard for a while yeah i have some real fond memories of like the ballard like pinball crawl starting <laughs> yeah, there at yeah. Junction. and mm-hmm. that
2: was actually one of the first tournaments that i went to too was one nice. of uh, john wakefield's ballard pinball tournaments yeah
0: you know it's kevin we're weirdly kindred spirits game wise in a <laughs> yeah. lot of ways and i i never knew it until now uh Medieval Madness was the game that got me hooked. Yeah. Uh Nicole Hyatt, actually, uh a college friend of mine. She yeah. basically I came to visit her once after I had moved out of Seattle in like late 2008 and I was coming back and uh, she was like, Let's go to Shorty's. I'm like, all right, sure. I'd been there like once and ate a hot dog <laughs> and um and she uh was trying to get me into pinball and like as a kid, like I would play it and it would just like drain and I was yeah. like, this, this game's ridiculous. We yeah, would play totally. this. It's no fun. I just mm-hmm. lost twenty five, fifty yeah. cents like after two minutes. And she was like, no, no, I'll, I'll walk you through it. And she and uh, and Linda, um, they just, like, gave me She's all the up. tips. Cheeseboat, as we affectionately know her in yeah. Seattle. Um, they just gave me a walkthrough, told me where to hit, how to, how to like, line up my shots. Yeah. And I had one of the best games that I've still ever had on Medieval yeah. Madness. I had crazy beginner's luck, and I was hooked from then on. Yeah. yeah. And, and I also played DDR before that. Too. Ah. <laughs> Never like you did, though.
2: Yeah, I... If- it was fun. You know, when I played Monster Bash, and I remember um, really trying really hard to get to the Monster Bash mode, mm-hmm. and it took me so long. And when I finally did it, I was like, yes, this is the greatest <laughs> day of my life. <laughs> and then I played the Ballard, uh, one of the Ballard pinball tournaments, and uh, Jodine, Jodine Hatfield, was yeah, yeah. in my group at one of those. And I didn't know who she was at all. I, you know, I just, I didn't know anyone who played pinball. Actually, um, Brad was also at my group, you know, from SkillShot. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. so was Boulevard. Yes, right. Quietly right, sitting right, cool in the room run. right now. <laughs> yeah, so that was fun. And then Jodine put up like $500 million in her game cow. against me. Oh Got to goodness. Monsters of Rock, and I'd spent months trying to do this, <laughs> and I just couldn't do it. Doesn't and for her serve. to just do it in one game <laughs> against me, it was like, Ouch. oh, my God. It blew my mind. So I knew then at that point that you know people could be really, really good. And I watched tons of Papa videos. The Papa tutorials by Bo and Karens and the, mm-hmm. the rest oh, of them are yeah. really, really – great videos, and so I, I was spending all my time not playing pinball, just watching those videos, and, uh, you know, I got into it, and uh, played a tournament, and then a tournament, and another tournament, started traveling out of town, started flying out of town, and then uh, now here we are.
0: So. And now here we are, and you're the 36th ranked IFPA uh, player in the world.
2: Yeah, that is correct, I think. That's <laughs> yeah. very
0: impressive. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. As of, uh, like, three hours ago, you were, when okay, I looked good. it up again. <laughs> you, right. you haven't fallen yet this week. <laughs> Great. <laughs> um, whereas I am unranked because I haven't played uh, any tournaments <laughs> for the last like three years. Yeah. You
1: have a shelf life on them. Yes,
0: yeah. you really do. Mm-hmm. I, I crawled my way up towards a thousand and then just yeah. fell right off.
2: Yeah, it's, you really have to be super dedicated to playing tournaments a lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are some people who don't play tournaments a lot and just crush everyone that they do and are still highly ranked. But that's... That's very hard to do. So And
1: and we're talking about like a total of like twenty six thousand players that are ranked yeah, at this point. Something, like, something that. like that. Yeah. That's pretty good. I'm sitting at 860, which I'm pretty excited about. That is excellent. I mean, the thing
2: that blew my mind when I first saw the ranking site and stuff, too, is that there's a community that's not in the U.S. Yeah, like
0: a global community.
2: I just didn't even think pinball was a thing anywhere else. I mean, just totally naively. I should have known. There's
1: such American games, you know. But
2: then I found out that, like, half of those games were exported Mm -hmm. to Europe, you know, even to Japan, actually, for quite a while. So, you know, Mm -hmm. there's... There but really you know who never
1: scene. left the states was Stern and Stern is still doing it. Yeah. They just put out WrestleMania.
2: That is an
0: excellent segue <laughs> to our main topic today, Kayla. Ah, very well done. <laughs> yes. Uh we want to talk about Stern's latest game, WrestleMania.
1: I've heard some people call it Wrestle Failure. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't come up it with that. It wasn't Kevin.
0: <laughs> but I think you would sympathize with that. I it sounds would like I definitely sympathize. Yeah, with that. so we have would, Kevin on today because he is a a pinball whiz uh, and you know we asked him to play some uh wrestlemania over the last couple of weeks and come in to, to talk about it so let's just start off with you know how well, we all feel about WrestleMania. We,
1: we might be referring to it as wwe throughout the podcast yeah too. that's it's the short nice form short.
0: Mm-hmm. well it's funny because wwe actually has more syllables in it but text wise it's much shorter That is true. <laughs> yeah. yeah okay so wrestlemania uh thumbs down from kevin is that right
2: well i'll just put it this way i'd actually kind of like to ask for a refund from the skillshot coffers (laughs) uh, all the time and money it took me going to john john's to play this game i mean i went out there it was like a beautiful day i'm like what do i need to do today well i had some personal projects i could have worked on or you know i could just go out (laughs) for a walk or like do anything but I was like nope I made a commitment to these guys I'm going <laughs> to learn Wrestlemania I really appreciate that and, yeah. I, yeah. and you know I'm glad you do because let me tell you oh boy <laughs> like.
0: let me also say I appreciate that you played it at John John. So, right, in the yeah. event that we do reimburse you, it'll be it's about only, half the cost. As
1: yeah, forty, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or another castle. Yeah, most of these yeah. games are set at a dollar. John John's is fifty cents. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. That's very I'm actually nice, very though. glad that they put it at fifty cents because,
2: uh, although to be honest, I was like, well, I don't even care about it because I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be playing twenty games of it. So uh, <laughs> I don't care if it's fifty cents or a dollar, but it is, it is a, you know. Whatever.
0: I'll play some Devil's Advocate here in defense of another castle and shorties and mm-hmm. other places where you'll find the the brand new Stern games that are a dollar. Like, oh,
2: I definitely don't blame them for doing yeah. it. No. Like
0: Stern's pushing it. Like they, you know, they're the cards that you know yeah. come yeah, in the yeah, game. Yeah. Just say like a dollar. Yeah, you
2: can mm-hmm. get yeah, other yeah. ones, but they don't. Those are not they don't come with the game and you have to print them out and it's a huge Mm -hmm. pain. Yeah. And
0: especially when they're buying the LEs, you know, those are like, yeah, they're but you know, at the same time, John Johns, thank you so much. And you
2: know, like Mm -hmm. I, I never ever have a problem paying 75 cents or a dollar for a really good playing game. So if, if play gameplay is great, I mean, it's like people just, maybe they don't understand that like, you know, inflation is a thing that happens Mm -hmm. and, Obviously, games can't cost the same as what they cost 20, 25, even almost 30 years ago. Absolutely. Nothing else does. No. And you definitely can't expect them to stay on location in good shape like that. I would just just... love to
1: see once the the game had been paid off that the the price point went Mm. down a little bit. But that's something that never happens at certain locations. Like, their beer price will stay the same, and that's fine. But the game price never drops.
2: Yeah, it's kind of. It's one of those things where, like, once you increase the price of a game, like, it sets the standard. It's sort of mm-hmm. hard to justify, like dropping the price. It's a weird, like,
0: and there's also that thing where you don't want to necessarily, like, make your brand spank a new game somehow more of a chore to play versus the game that's only been out for a year.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there are
0: there are a lot of you know factors into you it.
2: You know, it's it's one of those things where like if everybody went to seventy five cent games, like you look at Canada, all their games were a dollar. They're a Canadian mm. dollar. They have a dollar coin. The games don't have quarter mechs or anything. It's just dollar coins. Oh wow. mm. I had no idea. Um, I mean, there's some old games have you know quarter mechs, but um, any DMD in Canada is a dollar, mm. and people just pay it. And every location is a mm-hmm. dollar, so you end up at this situation where, like, as soon as that becomes the standard, people are just like, ah, eh, that's the standard, Absolutely. whatever.
0: America, you have no idea how good you have
2: it. <laughs> oh, I well, mean, even Japanese <laughs> arcade games are like kind of the standard is a dollar a game. Yeah. So. And there you go. And you then can't s- win um, replays on those. We talked to TJ yeah.
1: Beyer from California last uh, a couple of weeks ago, and he was getting his games broken into a bunch, and he just implemented a card system on it. Like, you can take ATM debit cards mm-hmm. to pay for credits. And he said that he bought the first 12 of 10, or like 20 that came out. So he's just giving it a shot. But now you can just pay by credit card so people that don't have cr- quarters in their pockets can still play pinball. Yeah, and, you That's know, nice.
2: Jersey Jack was also... Um, I don't know if they ever went through with it, but I know at least when Wizard of Oz was mm-hmm. you know, being announced, they talked about having card readers on that game, too. Maybe some of them have it or it's an add-on or something, but...
0: Well, to bring it back to uh, Stern and WrestleMania, I hear... Uh, so, you know, the the new Spike system. Yeah. Um, they Apparently, they've got it sounds encouraging, the changes they've made there. Oh, absolutely. There. Um, and apparently they've got, they kind of built in to accommodate, like, NFC, which still hasn't quite caught on in a big way in the yeah. U.S., but it's on the verge. Like, you've got Apple Pay or Google yeah. Wallet or something. Mm-hmm. You just pay just by the swiping The big problem, I think,
2: in the U.S. for that is just um, incompatibility between multiple different, there hasn't been one standard, like there has in, you know, Japan or something like mm-hmm. that. So, But I, I do think um, it is good that they're adding support for that kind of stuff, because... The easier you make it to pay for a pinball game, you know, the easier you make it to spend money, um, like with Amazon and their new, like, one-click buttons where you can actually just get a physical button that you press and it buys laundry detergent for you. Sure, yeah. Stuff like that. As soon as you make it easy for people to spend money, they'll do it. So. Absolutely.
0: Uh, so, because if you're listening, you, you're not in the room with us. Uh, Kayla just made a face because I just uh, put, a, put something up on the computer screen. It's a SAM system versus Spike system uh, comparison up,
1: yeah uh, at the top of that in the back box it's way more compact holy mm-hmm. cow yeah. that's
0: one of the you know that's the biggest yeah. physical difference that you can just like immediately see mm-hmm. it's just the yeah the back box the the little uh circuit boards they have of
1: i've just spent a fair amount of time with the pinball it. machine and the
2: wiring is also all way different in the, mm-hmm. the, the spike
1: stuff they've
2: the... they have Throw the whole the word, system is different. Yeah, maybe.
0: they throw the word modular around a lot. And when yeah. you look at the comparison, like underneath the play field, it's it's very clear what they mean by that. Mm-hmm. Like things are running directly to the other components. They're they're more isolated rather than giant, you know, massive built like bundles of cables together. Mm-hmm. Um I, I saw in one of the uh press releases that I was looking at about Spike uh, somebody They mentioned something about how, you know, the average pinball game or, you know, the Sam pinball games, you have half a mile of cable. But they never mentioned how much uh, how much uh, wire, not cable, but wire. Or in uh, the spike one. Yeah. um, (laughs) Yeah. Well,
2: it's just always funny to me that they thought that that was like, you know, at every event, Gary Stern always talks about, oh, we have so much cable. It's like, is this really something you want to advertise? (laughs) Like, yeah, we have some old, outdated system that Mm -hmm. requires all this wiring. It is really stupid and archaic, Mm -hmm. you know. Not so much.
0: But, you know, kudos to Stern. Like, they honestly, they get a lot of flack uh, for not innovating very much. You know, they 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 don't have too much competition well, pushing them. Well,
1: they've been them. the giant gorilla in the room. The exactly. pounds gorilla in the room for years, so for they, decades.
0: Exactly. So they've just been able to, like, churn out whatever. Mm-hmm. But, you yeah. know, so for them to take the step forward is, is very promising. And, you know.
2: Well, and also it's like, you know, when you think about it, um, if they're pumping out games every four months and they need to keep their production line running,
1: And they just moved. It's not
2: really a problem. It's Mm -hmm. not really a problem that they haven't really innovated because it allows them to keep making games. And, you know, it's either we do that or we don't have any games. And, uh, you know, when they made the upgrade to Spike, uh, there were a lot of costs and setbacks because of upgrading to Spike. Like, for one, the code for Walking Dead is probably going to remain permanently unfinished now because they took Lyman sheets off of the project oh, uh, to work on, to work on spike.
1: Well, well, you yeah, can say
2: it's a priority idea, yeah. but it's like,
1: I, I long term, it might be Lyman. the right way to go. Yeah. I heard about a quote from Lyman uh, that said something like, I wish my employer would give me enough time to finish projects adequately. Mm.
2: So yeah. And you know, it, drama. yeah, it's unfortunate, but at the end of the day, they've got to work on this new system. I mean, mm-hmm. and so, you know, I think in addition to the casualty of The Walking Dead, which is probably going to remain a not-so-great game forever now. But not a terrible. Yeah, not
1: terrible. I had a good time. Mm -hmm, I played it at
0: Dorky's for a little while the other week.
1: Oh, nice.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's not too bad, but... WrestleMania seems to have really (laughs) suffered a lot more from the compressed schedule than uh, Walking Dead. Let's get into it.
1: Let's just break down WrestleMania for those who haven't played it. Uh, There's an upper play field on it, there's a ring. uh, Instead of flippers in the upper play field, you have slings that you can do, like, I don't know, wrestling moves with your ball on it.
2: Player controlled
1: slingshots. Yeah. Mm
2: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Which is
0: kind of a fun idea, you know, and the way they build it up, you know, it looks like a ring up there. You know, you throw Mm -hmm. the wrestler against the ropes and run around, and yeah.
2: I remember when I saw it originally, I thought, ooh, this is kind of cool. I mean, Mm -hmm. and, well, I don't want to say that it is a fundamentally flawed idea, but unfortunately it kind of is because, um, you know, if you look at the layout, you look at the ways the ball can drain out of there, it's kind of... You Kevin... know you're going to be spending
1: a lot of time up
2: there. And even Kevin's when a I...
1: real player. He looks at how you can drain the ball. <laughs> <laughs> even, even
2: even when I first saw the game, I was like, oh, you're going to be spending a lot of time in that yeah. ring. Yeah,
1: and I've heard a lot of people kind of complain about that, too, that there's too much playtime in the upper play field.
2: Yeah, and, um, of course, the rules really encourage that. I guess we'll talk about that a little later. But just from a layout perspective, one so... thing that... Oh. Oh, okay.
1: I was going to say one thing that I liked about it was the um the that super bright like LCD screen above the ring that looks like oh, you're yeah. actually at a wrestling match. Like, yeah, that's the, pretty. Yeah. Like Legends. I have no loyalty to wrestling, but like that's it's cool. cool. It still kind of gets you excited. Yeah. yeah,
0: the Legends of WrestleMania uh, yeah, limited edition LE. version. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and that's the only version I've played because that's the version that they've got on. Yeah, uh, you know, everywhere. Lo- yeah, exactly. as far as
2: I know, I don't think there are any pros in Seattle. I haven't no. seen them. I don't. Not in Seattle. There's
1: one. Uh, we what we saw. Eight bit, John Johns, and another Castle and Shorty's all have the LE, but there was one. I think Columbia City Full Tilt has the pro. Oh, I think you're, you're right. right. Yeah, they and you do. we've yeah. got
0: the internet right here, and we're gonna you know and can
1: find all of these on Skill I don't ever go that far <laughs> down <laughs> on the our south list.
2: to play, so I wouldn't know. But yeah, yeah I should because I'm curious, kind of, to see how the pro plays. All right,
0: let's see what we got. Uh, WrestleMania. There's an
1: interesting trend that most places, when they're getting a new game, will go. You know, um go for the le instead of the pro well you mm-hmm. know
2: it's it's not really that unexpected at this point because there are so many places with lots of pinball you've got to differentiate right. yourself in mm-hmm. some way mm-hmm. and it's not even differentiating yourself at this point maybe originally it was but now it's more just like you have to keep up yeah if Shorty's is going to get the le Shorty's you're not going to get the pro the why would you get the mm-hmm. pro yeah you know for sure. so yeah,
0: you want to you want to have the most bells and whistles, mm-hmm. bring people in. So, Kayla nailed it on the head. It's eight uh, <laughs> bit shorties, another castle, and John Johns all have the limited edition. And uh, the only pro in town is at Full Tilt Columbia City. So, if you want to compare, that's where mm-hmm. it is. Uh, and we have one more. Uh, I mean, there are actually three or four different yeah, wrestling tag team. Tag team mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. there's...
1: Uh, WWF Royal Rumble. Oh, Which is the know, most
0: direct comparison. I actually absolutely. did
2: play tag team for the first oh, did you? time. Um they had it at Never Drains in Southern California okay. this year. And it's the, if it's the game I'm thinking of, the old Gottlieb Alpha numeric mm-hmm. it was really fun. So yeah. Right? Just as, as a little interesting <laughs> well, as You
1: have a soft spot in spot spot in your heart for Gottliebs of that. Maybe, era <laughs> Maybe. I do kinda <laughs> like some weird stuff.
0: <laughs> so okay, so let's just do a definitive ranking. Uh first, second, third, we've got tag team. Royal Rumble, and Wrestlemania. Kevin?
2: Probably uh, kind of a tie between Royal Rumble and uh, Tag Team, and then Wrestlemania, just so far below everything (laughs) else.
1: I have never played Tag Team, but I have... Kind of a soft spot of hatred of like Gottlieb's from that era, mm. and they're just so tacky. Like, I should yeah. love that about them, but I like I want to play a good flow game, and they don't really do that for me. So, I would go Royal Rumble, and it's got the shaker motor in it, too. Yeah, so. the wide body and the shaker yeah. mode.
0: Yeah, uh, I, I think I got to agree. Although, I had a much better time personally playing Royal, uh, sorry, <laughs> WrestleMania, uh, over the last couple of weeks, which the mm-hmm. first time I played it was really just eleven, twelve days ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, so the upper play field, I completely, I see that criticism. That's very valid. But I think for a lot of newer players, it's a little more exciting. You yeah, get the opportunity so, to do yeah. that. And, uh, yeah, like my experience with it was, um, uh, and I, I think you both saw this as well, like if you just hit the flipper buttons a little earlier because the angle that it's at is very hard to tell. Plus, you know, just the way slingshots work. You were saying this earlier, Kevin. Yeah. Um,
2: it's like, you know, you're... There's a kicker that is kicking a rubber band basically into your ball. So, like, you know, the amount of force it applies is different at each point Mm -hmm. because each part of the rubber travels a different distance, right? You know, proportionally to how far it is from the actual kicker in the sling. So, it's really, really hard to predict exactly where the ball is gonna go it's just straight physics here you know,
1: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> you know pinball is mostly anticipation anyway so you just kind of course correct a little bit yeah and have it a little earlier yeah
1: but when you don't have a flipper to go off of yeah. when you're just slinging it's, around that's yeah,
0: true
2: <laughs> it's uh it's definitely different
0: so i noticed uh i noticed this when i played and you clearly uh, had a bone to pick with this too but the bonuses it's where it's one of the things that really makes this game extremely lopsided
2: yeah it's it's unfortunate that i it's weird because I don't want to say that games that are bonus heavy are bad because there's a lot of games that are bonus heavy that I really enjoy, mm-hmm. but there has to be some interesting way to build the bonus, mm-hmm. um, not just like pure switch hit count or something, which is literally what WrestleMania is. It's it's kind of similar to Austin Powers, actually, in oh, a way. Oh, that's such a terrible um, game. Wow. Which is also What a comparison. Austin Powers. <laughs> interestingly, oh, also boy. one of the- only other modern games that displays the bonus on the playfield during your mm. ball, um, you know, it actually has lights for the bonus value during the game. You mean like how a,
1: much bonus you're gonna collect? Yeah, it well, really does that. No, no, no huh. it,
2: WrestleMania does too. It has okay. all all the like you know one hundred thousand, two hundred thousand, three hundred thousand lights. So you know that's a thing that they did back in the day of EMs where yeah, like bonus Centaur was a large portion like of your uh-huh. score, and it was important to know how much you had. Right. And apparently it is in WrestleMania, too, because it's kind of the main determining like factor the in the score.
0: <laughs> Full so. disclosure, Austin Powers might be my most hated pinball game. I would support that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <Like, laughs> it is a disgusting play field. Artistically, it is mini This is terrible. Like, who um, did this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess it's kind of politically incorrect, the, too. Um, the, un-
2: <laughs> the unfortunate thing about WrestleMania is that when you're building your bonus up in this way, it's like... Basically, all that matters is the length of your ball. So, Mm. you know, you play a couple multi-balls, you hit no jackpots. Well, doesn't matter because this whole time you're building bonus. And those ramp
1: shots are so easy to hit. Yeah, it's Mm. just
2: like everything is either feeding balls up to the upper playfield where either you want to play it and you spend way too long batting the ball around up there or there's no incentive for you to play the upper playfield and you just kind of wait for them to bobble around and then (laughs) drain out of the return. You know, Mm. it's...
0: Okay, so let's uh, let's take a step back from our own personal misgivings about a game. And again, <laughs> to be fair, I actually had a pretty good time playing yeah. this. And it I might think be some a... people could. Yeah, yeah, it's it's kind of a shallow rule set, but it's fun, especially with the LE version with a. Uh, that, that LCD play field disc is, yeah. or not too. play field, but yeah, you know, the yeah. spinning disc. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. There's some cool yeah. little tricks that they haven't had before. And there's that and little scoop really...
1: on the left-hand side that's not in the pros, I think, too. Although
2: the scoop is very strange, mm-hmm. or the saucer, because, yeah, it's well, the saucer. actually, that's really the interesting part. The saucer, when I was playing, I had a little bit of an issue with the ball bouncing out of the saucer yeah. on a clean shot, um, similar to like, or I the don't rings, know, golem. Yeah, yeah, kind of, it's similar to that. You sort of end up in a. It's frustrating to make a shot and then have it well not not, not register, but just yeah. yeah. mm-hmm. not stick. And it's like, oh, you hit the shot too mm-hmm. cleanly. You don't get credit for right. it. So, especially when it's something critical like starting a multi-ball, which mm-hmm. it is in both Lord and WrestleMania.
0: <laughs> yeah. so. Okay, so let's say you're at John John's or Shorty's or somewhere else that has WrestleMania, and it you, you pull it for a tournament. Yeah. How do you maximize? score how do you ensure that you're going to beat your opponent
2: well there's 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 a couple things that you want to do um the first thing i would do is actually if we're going to talk about the skill shot there's four
1: options for the skill shot ball one you get no skill shot correct oh you get a skill shot
2: ah again an example of i'm not even going to say it but
1: (laughs) an example of
2: not great coding here you actually (laughs) do get a skill shot on ball one This is Uh, when
1: you choose your wrestler, right? Yeah, Yeah. but
2: you'll notice that the way it works on ball two and three, you know, before you plunge the ball, you'll see four lights on that ramp, the like Mm. shooter lane ramp. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it'll switch between.
1: So similar to Batman and Lord of the Rings. uh, Yeah,
2: similar to that. It'll switch between money in the bank or advanced Mm -hmm. money in the bank, advanced signature move. Signature move. Mm Advanced bonus X, or one other thing that I don't remember because I've never ever picked it. Mm-hmm. Um, big points. That's the other one. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Which um, aren't that big. Which,
0: is I especially yes. relative to what yeah. you're going to get. In the um,
2: so, the advanced bonus X, I think, is always the second light from the top. Okay. On ball one, however, because you're picking your wrestler, mm-hmm. there's no skill shot display. But there is a skill shot, and oh. if you look at the lights, you'll see them switching still. So Hmm. you want to plunge so that the ball hits the ramp when the second light from the top is lit to get your bonus X that way. They certainly don't tell you that on the game. No, it's just kind of, um, I don't know. It's
1: a flaw of the code, I would say. I have a question. Is this a Steve Ritchie? jam too like because those it no, looks d- like fishtail ramps when i look at it from afar i, I can
0: see that but
2: i don't remember
1: i don't oh, yeah. so, no. john, trudeau ah, john Trudeau. yeah which,
0: we've got the ipdb page up It's
2: sort of a bummer because john trudeau has some real great pinball designs yeah, but yeah. uh this is not not but i one feel like he
1: was inspired by richie a little bit because he's got those crossover it's got some, ramps, it's got some yeah. kind of
2: flow you know mm-hmm. in terms of ramp return and then the like big cr- ramps at the top of the play field huge metal ramps kind of a steve richie-esque mm-hmm. thing sure but yeah, so at the start of every ball, always plunge for advanced bonus yeah. X. Yes, mm-hmm. bonus is your most important your bonus.
0: Keep going on the skill shop for the bonus
2: X. Every, every ball, always plunge for bonus X. And
0: how do you maximize that bonus X?
2: Uh, bonus X is maximized. So when you are, I want to say, not in a match, uh, the general flow of the game is this. You shoot the ball to the upper play field. If you're in a wrestling match, which you start at the start of the game, you're already mm-hmm. in a match, you know, it'll say... Hulk Hogan versus The Undertaker or whatever. I don't know. Depending on which wrestlers you picked. Then you have to shoot the ball around, hit the flashing lights. And after you... Each light that you hit works as um, a wrestling move. Basically, it's you doing a move on, you know, whatever, the other fighter. Mm -hmm. After you hit a couple of those, you can hit the saucer to pin your opponent. And if you hit the saucer before you've done anything else, it just... Count, you know, one, two, yeah, and then that's right. just kicks it out. It right. does nothing. Yeah. But if you've hit a couple targets beforehand, it'll actually pin him, and then you get to start the showboating mode where you hit the strobing target for uh, something like 200 or 300,000 points. uh And if you hit a couple of those and then shoot the saucer again, then the strobing targets are worth something like one or two million points each. So the first time I played
1: it was in tournament play at John John's, and I had to play against Elijah, and he watched me play a ball, and he's like, how did you get so many points? And I said, I don't know. (laughs) I just kept my ball. But I think it's that way. That's
2: sort of one of my biggest frustrations with the game, too, is that that upper play field It's very hard to really keep the ball up there Mm -hmm. for a length of time skillfully. And get
1: good shots off of it, too.
2: There are obviously things you can do, but it's really frustrating when you just, you know... I mean, for me, I kind of like a sort of stop-and-go type game. Mm -hmm. I like trapping the ball and making my shot. Mm -hmm. It's kind of frustrating when, like, you never even get the ball to a part of the slingshot where you can shoot the saucer intentionally. No. No. So, yeah. you know, you it's might have to you might have the saucer lit for, you know, the 2 to 3 million point shots and you just can't hit it. No matter what mm-hmm. you do, you just can't hit it. So, I'm glad to
1: hear you say that because I felt like I couldn't hit it. You know, <laughs> you I, had one, I had one game
2: where I got something like 15 million out of showboating, and I've never <laughs> ever done that. I again feel like since. you've
1: gotten a lot more than that out of showboating because I've seen you <laughs> win a <laughs> lot of tournaments. That might be true, but uh, <laughs> um,
2: it's just like it feels so. You know, 10 million points in that game is a lot of points. It really is, and yeah. so the replays are usually 18 to 22 million. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it's like. You know, to have such a large amount of points just kind of show lap, up randomly yeah. is pretty frustrating. And then anyway, once you finish showboating, which is when you, uh, I think you can run out of time in it too. Mm. Or if you drain out of the upper play field, uh, then you're not in a wrestling match. And mm-hmm. During this time, if you shoot the ball to the upper play field, you'll notice that the rollovers at the top are unlit. Or, you know, whichever ones you've rolled over are right. solidly lit. As There's opposed five to, of those. Yeah, yeah as mm-hmm. opposed to blinking. If you finish okay. all 5 of them, get all 5 solidly lit, which you can, you know, you can move them with your flippers, mm-hmm. uh that advances a bonus x. But when okay. you're in a match, you can't advance bonus x. Uh, as bonus. far as I know, because they flash and the flashing rollovers give you some amount of points, mm-hmm. 200,000 or something. I got a
0: couple things I want to say about this game before we move on. Uh, uh I kind of got heart palpitations uh shooting For those ramps, they're so far up the playfield. It's a little weird. Yeah, and you know, it's pretty common for it to just fall back down if you don't get a Mm -hmm. clean shot off. Yeah. And but uh, you know, at at the very least, uh, every time it started falling back down. I just had flashbacks to other games, and I thought it was just going to like drain right down the middle. But mm-hmm. it was pretty good no, about coming back No, they made them flippers. pretty forgiving. Yeah.
2: Uh, they put them in a kind of... And because they're so far up the playfield,
1: you also have like a, a lot, lot of, of space, reaction yeah. time. You have literal wiggle room. Like, yeah. You can wiggle the game <laughs> by the time it comes back
2: to your flipper. You know, absolutely. so there is that. So you want to maximize your bonus X as soon as possible, which is, I don't know, over the course of a long ball, it just kind of seems to happen without you going way out of your way to do anything mm-hmm. and then also you'll want to start refereeing multi as yeah, soon as that's possible the,
1: we haven't talked about ref so, multi-ball. oh yeah let's, the stand-up targets on either side of the yeah, ramp yeah there are there are ah that's no, actually the actually... other multi-ball. Oh. yeah oh.
0: no the uh ref ball is uh yeah. i discovered this after we spoke oh, okay. uh, the other week yeah, it's, it's uh just these little orbits, right? Oh.
2: Well, it's not quite just the little orbits. It's So there's four purple lights, uh, mm-hmm. at least on the LE. You might be able to see them there. Not the ones that are lit purple in that picture, but the ones that say REF underneath them. Yeah. Um, there are two on the inner orbits, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. there are also two on the ramps. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I forget exactly what it is that lights the ones on the ramps, but I think what it is is that shooting one of the orbits lights either that ramp or the opposite ramp solid uh, okay. ref light as well. And then there's a hurry
1: up too. Like it's either ref well, or hurry up. So
2: what it is is there are two referee modes, uh, only two in the current software. Mm-hmm. And again, it's just an example of the same good old copy-paste stern code where, you know, this is very similar to how the vengeance modes work in, oh, in Star Shadow? Trek. No, Star oh. Trek. Um where, you know, Every time you hit vent you hit vengeance five times and then you get vengeance Multiball mm-hmm. or vengeance scoring or vengeance battle. Okay. You know. It's um uh, similar to those, except in this game so far there are only two referee modes. There's referee multi ball and referee scoring. Referee scoring is an exact copy paste of vengeance scoring from Star Trek oh, okay. where um you know, the ramps are lit for I wanna say like a million points counting down. Every time you hit them it resets the timer, mm-hmm. you know, up to five times. Um, so that mode is totally useless. And the worst part of that mode is that when you shoot the ramp, it, the, uh, controlled diverters at, or the controlled gates at the top of the play field, okay. just send the ball back down the other ramp. Oh, right. Yeah. So... Yeah. So you don't
0: even get into the ring there. Yeah. But the, the main, the, the. You know the ones that you're most likely to work ref wise are are kind of uh, those inner orbits underneath <laughs> yeah, the uh, mm-hmm. underneath and the they're, ring.
2: They're pretty scary. They can kind of send the ball into some nasty places. Mm-hmm. So just so. have
0: your wits about you, just like you always should. You know, the, ref is, know. the ref is the ref is there to work against you, just Def, like any game. There
2: was a thread mm-hmm. about this on it's Tilt true. forums that I was reading, but I believe the deal is that you can only start ref multi ball when you're already in a match. Oh, so too. if okay. you yeah. don't, if you if you're not in a match and you get a ref award, which is like four. I think four on the default settings, ref uh, lights Mm -hmm. or ref shots or whatever. Uh, You will start ref multiball if you're in a match. If you're not, you will start ref scoring.
0: All right. Let's all have just one last thought here on WrestleMania before we move on. Uh, I had, like I said, I had more fun with this game than I expected to. It's not really a license that speaks to me. But uh, that, especially with the little LCD screen, which is even more entertaining when you're just spectating, because you're not really able to watch that when you're playing yeah. too no, much. It I wish really that they a had hole. a fan oh. cam
1: on it, though. That'd yeah, be so cool to like that's... have it shoot you while you're playing the game and have that show up on there.
0: <laughs> Brilliant idea. Get it on its turn. Um, but the thing that really kind of stuck in my craw about this game is that on the limited edition, the Legends of WrestleMania edition, on uh, the back glass, feature Andre the Giant. And mm. You cannot play Bummer. Andre no. Giant. Bummer. And not so
2: much. Yeah.
0: I, so. I had a buddy texting me. He just played it for the first mm-hmm. time in Portland this weekend and he was really bummed out that yeah. they did not He did not have him.
1: a posse on the game. No. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> it's just it just feels like the
2: game just has such a like low. I don't want to say low amount of effort because obviously I don't know how much effort was put into this game,
1: but like, well, there's... it's kind of like wrestling. It's fake anyway, yeah, so there's... like this kind of fake pinball. <laughs> there's like, right?
2: there's multi balls on the rule card that are like not even in the game. There's one mm-hmm. you're supposed to get after finishing three matches. It just doesn't exist. You know, it's just such a it just feels like such a painful grind to play. Mm -hmm. There's nothing ever exciting going on. It's kind of just, you're slowly chipping away at getting some points. Maybe magically you'll get some points out of one of the ring modes. Maybe you'll play a really long ball, play multiple multi balls and then max out your bonus and get like 25 million at the end of your ball, which is an absurd amount of points in that game to get at the end of every ball. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just, it's not so fun. I don't know.
0: Kaylee, you have a last thought um, on it?
1: I guess I would say I think the the layout's very pretty. Like, there's a lot of good color going on. Uh, yeah, that's I, definitely true. I feel like I think I'd rather them ham up the whole wrestling angle of it more often. Like, maybe I should be able to throw a chair at someone hmm. when I play it. <laughs> um, but, you know, like, it should be more like wild and crazy chaos of a wrestling ring with the ball instead of this kind of, like, really, I don't know. i. It's not something I'm loyal to. I think that it's pretty. I think it's neat, but I would rather play something else.
0: Yeah, that's fair. I, I like it more than some of the. Like I said at the beginning, I, I like it more than I thought I would, and I like mm-hmm. it more than some of the other recent Stern ones, but, you know, I, I'm happy to see them try some new I
1: do things. appreciate that since they're being, you know, putting out the incredibly sexist Wonelli Nelly, that they at mm. least. Did this to counteract that, so you know you get men and female nipples at the same time. Good job, Stern.
0: Touche. Good yeah. point. Uh, and you can almost guarantee that we will have an episode where we talk more about Woe Nelly and women in pinball and mm-hmm. their portrayal.
2: You know. Yeah, I've still not played Woe Nelly. Actually, I neither won't. have I. Yeah.
0: yeah, I, I, I will, but you <laughs> know, fine. I'm not I going to. It. I'll recognize it, but I won't endorse it. How yeah. About that? <laughs> 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 um. All right. So that wraps up our, our talk about WrestleMania. Uh, before we finish. Uh, here, I'd like to play a round of Name That Game, and given I'm that this excited. is yeah, this is episode one, so you know this is the first time we've ever played it. But hopefully, this podcast will be something we're into, and hopefully, it's something you're into, and hopefully, that means that we'll have fun traditions like Name That Game. Um, I thought I came up with this, but turns out Kayla told me about <laughs> it a few days prior. I promptly <laughs> forgot, and then thought it was an original <laughs> thought. Nope. I also
1: thought we should do like a trivia segment, too. So that could happen in the future. maybe. Absolutely. Mm -hmm.
0: Uh, But for now, uh, we're going to play some sounds for you, Kevin. And you are going to try to identify (laughs) this pinball game. I bet you can Um, do it. You get one guess after every sound. All right. All right. And if you don't get it by the last sound, then uh, you have to quit pinball altogether. Yeah, I'd probably be okay with that. (laughs) Okay, fair enough. Okay, here we go. (laughs)
2: I already got it after one. Oh my god, really? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Kayla, do you know what it is? I don't
1: know. Okay, I'm sorry. then don't
0: say it. I believe that you know what it is. We're going to play Give this Give me for another K1. sound.
1: Actually,
2: yeah, yeah I, I, I will uh, just rest assured okay. I will not show you. I, I, I actually, mind. I do. I you do. know what?
1: Is it is it TZ? Yeah. it's, yeah, it's TZ. Oh, right, Yeah. <laughs> nice work, guys. Yeah,
2: I was a little afraid I was
0: picking too much of obvious sounds. Let's yeah. just hear the other sounds I had queued up. Yeah. Here it comes.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: At the very least, even if, uh, you know, just the soundtrack. Yeah, that would be right
1: really there, for
0: sure. And if you can't get it after, like, anybody listening at home, if it's not creepy hey, to identified you. I'm that. there's your extra ball. <laughs>
1: yeah. You know. One of the most creepy extra ball animations ever.
0: Yeah. <laughs> And if, unless you're living under a rock, even if you've never played pinball, mm-hmm. that last sound should be immediately identifiable as the Twilight <laughs> yeah. Zone theme yeah. song. So, you think
1: of Rod Sterling right after you hear here, that. Here's some, uh,
2: here's some mildly interesting trivia on that game for you, actually. You were talking about how the extra ball sound is extremely creepy and yeah. weird. That game was actually supposed to be one of the first... Uh, well, sorry. That game was... Originally, supposed to be one of the first uh, DCS games that used the new Stern sound system. Or mm. not Stern, sorry. Williams, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the sound system that they switched to after all their old FM synth stuff. But they actually, I guess for whatever reason, time constraints or something, they decided to keep it as the old FM synth system that they used on, you know, the getaway and all the early oh. DMD games. Mm. So we got this crazy kind of like chiptune-y version mm-hmm. of the Twilight Zone theme instead of a really crappy poorly sampled uh, just you know clip basically from the show but at the same time because of that all the voices in the game just sound totally atrocious Mm -hmm. because the old sound hardware couldn't handle it
0: yeah just blown out kind of washed out (laughs) that's why
2: you can totally not hear the Rod Serling impersonator it just doesn't
0: what a shame you can
2: barely hear what he's saying because of that
0: (laughs) All right. well that this has been the the first episode of a uh, skillshot pincast uh thank you so much kevin for coming
1: yeah, yeah i really appreciate it yeah, it no
0: was fun a great talk so uh we're just gonna end it with uh, some plugs here i'm gonna start with some of the skillshot plugs uh skillshot uh presents first sunday tournaments at shorty's every single month the first sunday at Shorties. Uh, doors open at uh, noon. Tournament starts at one. I think that's generally the case. Three oh, o'clock. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. three o'clock for the first Sunday tournaments. It's I a rotating correct. host. Yes, mm-hmm. it's a rotating host uh, who picks their own format. Uh, if you follow us, uh, if you like us on Facebook, sometimes we will announce the format beforehand. Uh, we also have the Powderpuff tournament coming up on Sunday, May 24th at Shorty's as well. Uh, that is all women uh, playing pinball there. Uh, the Powderpuff tournament is a Seattle tradition now Mm -hmm. and so you know ladies show up we get them Uh,
1: from Canada Portland all over yeah,
0: yeah all over the region uh doors at noon for that tournament at one for that uh so again that's uh three for the first Sunday tournaments and tournament starts at one for the Powderpuff uh, Tournament on Sunday, May 24th. Our current zine out now is the 38th issue. You can find it all over Seattle and the metropolitan region. Our next one will come out sometime uh, mid to late summer, uh, the 39th issue. Stay tuned for that. You can subscribe. You don't even have to go outside. Your front. You can just walk to the mailbox to get a skill shot. That's five issues for $5. And you can order that if you go to our website. Once again, skill-shot.com. Sorry, skill-shot.com. sorry. Skill uh We have all our past issues uh, and our the local pinball calendar for local tournaments and other pinball-related events. We've got the uh, most up-to-date version of the list for uh, where to find the right games all over. And uh, eventually, this uh, podcast, the Pincast, will be also featured on uh, skillshot.com there. Like us on Facebook Follow us on Twitter. We're at Skillshot Seattle. Seattle is missing its e. Uh, long the story. Sh- e. Yeah, just the final e. Yeah, so Skillshot Seattle minus the last e. All one word. Um, uh, so my plugs. Um, my band Bright Lines is about to put out our uh, our first full length album. When Woo-hoo! we arrive, it's coming out next week. Um, so check that out. You can get it wherever you can get albums online and a couple places around town as well. And otherwise, my only uh, plug is this podcast. Keep listening. Subscribe once that's an option.
1: Yeah, please keep up on this. It's yes, going to be please. a lot of fun. Kayla? Um, the only the ones I ha- I run an all-girls tournament once a month at Adaball. It's called Babes in Pinland. And that's the first Thursday of every month uh, in Fremont. So first Thursday of every month in Fremont is Babes in Pinland and at the Northwest Pinball Art and Arcade Room show this June in Tacoma I'll be running a side turn you know um, a special edition of Babes in T- Pinland at the convention show and that starts at noon on the Saturday sign up is $10 girls only because it's our thing please Word. come <laughs> Kevin
2: Yeah so the Northwest Pinball Championships are a long running tournament Uh, that was originally part of the Northwest Pinball Show and split off into its own event eventually. Uh, It used to be run by Kaylee George and Eden Stam. Uh, This year, of course, with Kaylee moving to the Netherlands, uh, we weren't sure about the future of the tournament, but I'm pleased to announce that my organization, Beneficial Malfunction, has taken over running of the tournament. We are running the, the tournament this year, August 28th through the 30th. If you want to find more info about the tournament, you can check out www.bdivision.com. That's B-Division like a tournament division. Um, It's a world-class tournament. We hope to have great games, great prizes, and some of the best players from all over the country. Uh, And if you want more information about my little side project which aims to provide broadcast coverage from many tournaments in Washington. We did coverage of the Seattle Pinball League finals this year, mm-hmm. which I'm sure some of you have seen.
1: I was on it for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. indeed. <laughs>
2: yes, as you well remember, probably. Yeah. Hopefully. That was a long day. Yeah, I was. Um, if you want to find out more info about that, we'll be covering uh, both the Northwest Pinball Show and Northwest Pinball Championships this year. Um, you can check out our site at www.beneficialmalfunction.com or like us on Facebook. Uh, we hope to have more info for you soon. Excellent, Thanks.
0: and uh, people can follow you on Twitter at at Kevin DDR. Yes,
2: Twitter dot com slash Kevin or Twitch.tv slash Kevin
0: Excellent. You can follow me on my personal uh, Twitter handle on uh, at uh, Gramular. That's G R A H A M U L A R. Anything else,
1: guys? I don't tweet. I don't uh, know. Kayla does not tweet. You <laughs> can follow her in person. In, yeah. <laughs> no, please don't follow me in person. <laughs> Um, I do have a Babes in Pinland fan page on Facebook. You can just find that. Excellent. No dicks. Like Babes in Pinland. Girls only no dicks. (laughs) Yes. No dicks.
0: Babes in Pinland on Facebook. Like it. Make it happen. Thanks for listening. Thank you so much, guys.